0: hey there and welcome to episode number 63 of the food as medicine show with dr ann the place to be for real talk with real people and real results so you can heal yourself naturally I'm your host, Dr. Anne, and I'm a board-certified pharmacist and health coach specializing in treating thyroid, cholesterol, and gut conditions without medications. You can learn more and book a consultation with me at DrAnne.com work. And Anne is spelled A-N-H as in healthy. I hope you're doing great. Here on the East Coast, we got a ton of snow this weekend, and I'm still shoveling myself out. You know, the snow is quite beautiful, but I'm so looking forward to my trip to Asia, which I'll be spending five months there. And I'm actually leaving on Sunday, and I'm so excited to be back in warm weather again. And I'm also looking forward to meeting with my family, who I haven't seen for almost four years now. And I'm also planning to spend some time and look for and find a wise Eastern medicine practitioner who I can partner with and learn from while I'm there. So stay tuned for that. And since I'll be in Vietnam for three months, I've opened up my schedule to meet up with uh, up to six people per week during that time frame, during the six months I'll be in Vietnam. And if you need help with your nutrition, food sensitivities, gut healing, uh, you can book an appointment with me at drann.com work. And I'd love to work with you and help you figure out uh, your health and put all the puzzle pieces together. I also wanted to thank everyone who took the time to leave a review for the show. If you like the show and you haven't already done so, please take a minute to leave a review in iTunes and tell your friends about the show. It really helps us to share the food as medicine message with others. I also wanted to give a quick shout out and a thank you to Q45 Samuel, who listened to the episode with Dr. Grace Liu and left a review asking where he can find her supplements. So Samuel, if you're listening to this, please go to DrAnne.com and send me a message through the contact tab because there's no way that I can respond to you directly if you leave a question on iTunes. And this is also for anyone who's listening. I wanted to let you know that the best way to get in touch with me and to contact me if you have a question is to go through the contact tab on the website. And I try my best to answer every question in a timely manner. You can also join my newsletter list at DrAnne.com and this is where I send my love letters of all my favorite things and where I share all the great information, all the great new information that I've learned. So as a reminder, please only send questions to me via the contact tab at DrAnne.com or by joining my newsletter because I can't respond to you directly uh, if you leave a question in a iTunes review. So, Q45 Samuel, if you're listening to this or if you know who this person is, please, please, please send me a message through the contact tab at drann.com and I'll be able to respond to you. Now, before we get to the episode, I want to let you know that the opinions expressed on this show may not res- represent my opinions and the show is for general information only, not a substitute for medical care. So, prior to beginning any new health program, I recommend you consult with a qualified health professional. Today, we're speaking with Naomi Judge, who is a naturopath and a friend of mine. She's an accredited member of the National Herbalist Association of Australia. And Naomi graduated from the Australian College of Natural Therapies with an advanced diploma in naturopathy. She then went on to further her studies in health and science, graduating from Charles Sturt University with a Bachelor of Health Science, focusing on clinical nutrition, neuroscience, and reproductive health care. Naomi also completed postgraduate homeopathy training in India with a fifth-generation homeopath, Dr. Subrata Bunarji, through the Allen Homeopathic Medical Institute, which tutors some of the best homeopaths in the world. Naomi is passionate about helping people with lifestyle and health issues using natural methods, which include Western herbal medicine, nutritional medicine, iridology, homeopathy, vitamin therapy, and metabolic typing. Now, in today's show with Naomi, we talk about stubborn weight loss and its connection to food intolerances, what is the wrong type of exercise to do in the morning, estrogen and progesterone imbalance, and what hormone is elevated if you have weight gain in your hips, your thighs, your butt, and your arms, how the thyroid plays a role in weight gain, what hormone causes weight gain in your tummy area, the role of blood sugar on your
1: weight and your cravings, and more.
0: All right, let's go chat with Naomi. Welcome Naomi to the show.
1: Hey, how's it going? Thank you. So great to be here. Um, I just love your show. And it's been so amazing to see your show grow, you know, from strength to strength. So it's just great to be here. Thank you. Oh, thanks, Naomi.
0: So, um, you know, I know you have this program. And I wanted to know, you know, what brought you to creating uh, a breakthrough program for women? um, And you know, and your focus on that in your practice?
1: Look, it's um, it's kind of, it's a long. So I've I've been a naturopath seeing one-on-one clients since, since around sort of two thousand and seven, and. In that time, mainly I find women. Women come to me. I do get some men, but there's a lot of women, and a lot of of women with weight problems. And I was just seeing this pattern. It was this pattern of women coming to me with weight issues. They've been on diets. They've yo-yo dieted. They're eating minimal calories. What seems like a healthy diet, or what they think is a healthy diet, and they exercise every day, intense exercise, or they go for runs and jogs, and or they go on the treadmill for an hour a day all of the right things but for some reason they just cannot shift it it just doesn't go it doesn't Mm -hmm. shift and they're frustrated and it's funny it's like the universe was telling me something they were coming to me time and time again with these issues and I was just seeing it as a sign that more is going on there's more going on here um, than just food and exercise in terms of you know too many calories and too little exercise that that wasn't the deal here -hmm
0: yes yeah, so, you know or what we think is they're doing it right but maybe they're actually doing it wrong so maybe and that's a good transition into okay if they were doing everything what that they were told was the right thing to do and it wasn't working
1: why wasn't it working and what does actually work yeah well there everyone's everyone's kind of different. And what um, what was useful about clinical practice, and this is one of the things I love, I, I've, I've got quite a science background, I'm very sciencey, and I love tests, I love seeing tests, and I love having the numbers, and I love comparing. So what was kind of beautiful about um, having all these clients come and see me was we could send them for tests, so hormone tests, food intolerance tests, we could do all the blood tests, we could have a look at cholesterol, and all of those kind of things, and actually see what they had in common, what was similar, where was their fat distribution, where were their problems, what were their other symptoms, and what were their tests actually telling us. So through doing that, through the years, I noticed there were some common threads, Um, hormones for one. So female sex horn- hormones like oestrogen. So that was a common thread. Um, food intolerance was another common thread. So I just kept seeing these, um, and so that's eventually what I did. I, I kind of saw, saw all the areas that um, were very common and put pop them into into their their own groups, and that's where the program sort of came about because those are the, those are the focus, and the old methodology that you know eat less fat, eat less calories, exercise more. has just, just been thrown out the window. We all know all of us that do research, we all know that that's not the way to go. Sure. Yeah. So, um, so maybe we
0: can take it from the top, right? If, if eating less and exercising more is not the right thing to do, Mm -hmm. what should we be eating and how should we be exercising? exercising?
1: Okay, so the first place to start um, is with diet. So we, we would start with diet and you would start with your macros. So you would start getting a nice macronutrient ratio. You've got your fats, your protein, your carbohydrates. Obviously, there are ones that are not so good for you, um, like all your gluten-free grains. We would swap those out for your sweet potatoes, your pumpkin, a little bit like the diet that you recommend. So it's kind of a paleo-esque diet, but with women, I do focus on the carbs. So cut car- women do need those carbs for thyroid hormone production Mm -hmm. so first of all we would start on the ratio you know three meals a day um, minimal snacking no to minimal snacking For you know which is again which is a complete turnaround from the old paradigm of you know eating every two hours to keep your blood sugar steady so Mm -hmm. three meals a day with your protein your fat your carb Um, good, good portion, one that's going to keep you sustained to the next meal, one that's going to keep your blood sugar level as well. So you don't have any of those blood sugar ups and downs, um, and it's going to protect, you know, protect your body that way and protect you from inflammation. Yeah. So that would be the first place to
0: start. So what is a good meal uh, with balanced protein, fat and carb look like from breakfast, lunch and dinner?
1: Well, in, in the program, and I actually do love to start with, um, a green smoothie just because it's cleansing, and one of one of the issues with stubborn weight um, is that toxins can be an issue. So our body tends to protect our protect our. Um, vital organs from toxins by actually surrounding them in fat cells. So by cleansing, gently cleansing, we can actually help the body release the toxins, and that then helps with with weight. So for breakfast, we would do a green smoothie, but not the not the high fruit green smoothies. So when you when I talk to clients, they kind of say, "Oh, I put pineapple, I put orange, I put coconut water, I put some nuts, and then all those be- and berries, and it's all just fruit." <laughs> with- <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) again it's going to spike the blood sugar so i'm really careful to put in fat like your avocado half an avocado you know a lot of fat Mm -hmm. um quarter of a cup of coconut milk that kind of thing to keep you sustained then adding greens such as your celery your cucumber your cos lettuce, those kind of greens, not your kale or your spinach that some people react to. So we've got a really nice, low allergenic kind of green smoothie. Um, Then a little bit of fruit for flavour, so half a banana or a little bit of pawpaw or pineapple, just quarter of a cup and then your water and then your protein so you could do your protein like something like um a serve of protein like collagen protein is my favorite or you know 20 or a serve of rice protein with no additives no sweeteners no sugars that kind of thing um and then the fruit is the carb so the coconut milk the avocado is the fat then you've got your liquid your vegetables um and then you've got your protein. And if you want to throw in some nuts, if you want more protein, you would do high protein, nut and seed like sesame seeds or um sunflower seeds. And for fat you would go with the macadamia's, or if you wanted more milky milkiness, you could go with a cashew, cashew nut, that kind of thing. So mm. that's what breakfast would look like. Okay. Um and then lunch and dinner, you could kind of do this a similar thing. You would do a cooked one, you would do one cooked one raw. So you want some raw veggies once in the day. So you would go for a large green leafy salad. You'd want that green leafy salad to be about 50%, you know, 50% of all the vegetables of the green leafy salad. And then you would add for women, you would add about 80 to 120 grams of protein, you know, your fish, your grass-fed steak, that kind of thing. Um and then you would add some nuts and seeds for your carb, or or half a cup of sweet potato, that kind of thing. And then a similar meal for dinner, but you would add um, cooked vegetables this time. So you're swapping out, and you're not having all raw food. You've got some actually nice warming cooked food. Mm. So that's how you would do that. Yes. Okay, so
0: fairly simple plan that you can. Very simple. Implement. Very simple and very easy, yes. Because that's, that's what makes it successful, right? Is people can take action on it all the time.
1: Yeah, and it's tasty as well. People love it. People love the fact that they they can have some nice butter chicken or they can have lemony chicken or they can have a nice grass-fed steak with a harissa sauce and some vegetables with some butter on or coconut oil. Like it's tasty and you feel satisfied. You don't feel like you're starving yourself. You don't feel like you're withholding nutrition. You know, you feel good about it. So as well as your body cleansing, you've got a lot of energy um, and you feel happy, not hungry. And moody all the time. <laughs> yes, I can tell you when I was
0: bodybuilding and eating five times a day, all I could think about was when the next time I was going to eat. Right?
1: Because... <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's and def- you know, and th- those times are okay. We all go through different times in our life where we're doing things to our body, whether it's ultramarathon or, you know, um, bodybuilding. And obviously, diet has to change. But for this kind of sustained diet, this everyday diet, especially for health and wellness, and, and weight loss you know i found this to be the best Mm. so then
0: um you mentioned a lot of things to include like you know high quality protein um good Mm -hmm. quality fats and some um better quality carbs so what are some things that are missing that people tend to um react to that you try to encourage them to remove from their diet
1: well uh i I do also do a lot of food intolerance testing and the things that come up the most are your usual, your regular things. So your gluten, gluten grains. So you're looking at your wheat, your breads, your pizza bases, um, uh, wheat bits, cereal grains, that kind of thing. Barley, um, gluten, definitely people react to, and it does cause a lot of inflammation. Um, then we've got dairy. So your regular milk, even yogurt, I found that can be a cause of a cause of weight gain. Um, not so much butter because it doesn't have as much as the, as the, um, sort of the, the dairy portion. It's mainly fat, but if people are really sensitive, then we recommend ghee or coconut oil. Mm. Those are the two main ones. Um, and then soy, soy actually. So the three main ones and soy is a huge one. So many people I found are in, you know, intolerant to soy causes a lot of sinus problems, that kind of thing, as well as the weight. But the fourth one, which I, kind of came across by accident in terms of weight gain was eggs so I was getting a lot of clients come to me who had been following a strict paleo diet strict strict paleo diet and what they had what they were doing was they were including eggs every single day you know three or four eggs as their snacks as to fil- bulk the meal out is the breakfast every single day but they weren't shifting weight and I had this one client come to me and she gave up eggs and in about, I would just over a week, she lost, she lost a good few kilos, mm. just dropped off. And I thought, aha, so eggs. So even though they're super healthy and definitely they're great as part of a healthy, nutritious diet, if you're sensitive to them, they can cause that, that, the weight problems, you know, the weight not, sh- not shifting. So that's, that's another one that we do remove for the four weeks. And we see a lot of, lot of um, positive results there. Sure. And then, of course, we'll reintroduce it later on. Yeah, I was just gonna ask you that. So then you remove the foods. So the body
0: heals, detoxes, and Mm -hmm. you know, the weight sheds, and then you reintroduce them to see if they cause a problem. Um, Do you find that the quality of the eggs also impacts things? So if they're getting like a pastured egg, um, you know, it's different than if they're getting maybe a conventional egg?
1: Oh, definitely, definitely. The quality of egg, and even the type of eggs. Um, I mean, I find um, that I actually suit duck eggs much better than than just your regular chicken egg. So even the type of egg, just, just swapping that around because it's got more fat in, it's a different type of protein, um, and just slightly different structure. Because so some people can be better with that. But eggs are a funny one. You, it's hard to notice the symptoms straight away. But one symptom I've noticed is. Um, hunger so actually feeling hungry quite quickly after eggs some people you know they'll have an egg and then within an hour or two hours they'll get hungry and some people get a bit of diarrhea as well if they have eggs you know for breakfast so they're kind of tricky symptoms sometimes and it's hard to pick um and even sometimes intolerant symptoms can take like a month so for gluten for instance um it can actually affect your menstrual cycle the next month you might find you've got a heavier more painful period and that's really just because you've included gluten in your diet so it's really you have to look out for it and you have to diarize everything every symptom all of those kind of things and really listen to your body to understand um, what's happening um, or or do the test the the food intolerance um blood blood test which will give you a good indication
0: Sure. Do you have a preferred blood test that you use or a
1: company that you use for doing the food intolerance testing? Yes. Yeah, so there's um, U.S. Biotech, who are just a, a good company to use. You can do the IgG test. So that's just the basic one through them. And then you can go into more sort of the ALCAT testing. So it's a more intensive um, testing and they do a, a big range. But the U.S. Biotech and HealthScope are both um two that I use and also here in Australia I'll also use a company called NutriPath as well so mm. um, there's a few good ones you need to look into the labs and just make sure if you I mean you can also go to a lab to just check out what it's like um, but as a practitioner it's good to, to have a lab that you that you really do trust. Sure yeah
0: yeah U.S. Uh-huh. Biotech is the one that comes up with everyone that I talk to and I, 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 I also prefer that one also the Allcat is a very comprehensive one but definitely not like something you'd start someone on.
1: Definitely not. I mean, it's quite. It, it you know, it is pretty costly as well. Yeah, yeah very. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's for people who want to find out everything, yeah. right? Exactly. So. You'd hope a few things would come up in that. Sometimes, sometimes when they spend money on the test and nothing comes up, they're a bit disappointed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, another, but that would be a good sign, right? So it um, is a good sign. But I think they think, "Darn, <laughs> <laughs> I all this money; I should find something."
1: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so so that's the food piece is there
1: anything else that you wanted to cover about food before we move on to a different topic no those are the main things definitely getting those ratios right taking out the inflammatory foods, so the foods obviously that you're intolerant to um, and introducing introducing more fat because you could be you know missing a macronutrient and your body's in a, it's starvation mode and it's in that kind of mode of of holding on to fat so you know increase that fat in your diet that's that's a big thing for for weight loss yeah oh well, speaking of ratios you know i everybody i would think has a has a,
0: has a, a range of of you know where their macros should be you know have you found like a pattern in you know, the women that you work with um what's their happy place in terms of protein fat and carb
1: i have and there's a few different types so it really depends on hormones as well mm-hmm. so um what i've noticed is you've you've got women who do well on um highest fat medium protein low carb Mm -hmm. then you have women that do better on actually higher carb medium protein low fat and generally the women that can tolerate the high fat have more of a testosterone kind of hormonal picture Mm -hmm. so the testosterone won't be too will be the will be more dominant in the body so they actually gain weight better um And the women that tolerate fat better also have a little bit of an insulin problem as well. So they tend to put weight on in the stomach area. You know, they they put weight on easily in the stomach area. So they'll have carbs like bread or rice or pasta. The weight goes on in the stomach. So those type of women tend to go better with higher fat. Mm -hmm. Then the women who are more hourglass figure, they put the fat on in their thighs, more hippie, more estrogen dominant they actually do better on a, on a higher carb diet. Um, sometimes the fat in those women can actually spark the estrogen, spark a little bit more growth. So you just have to go carefully with those women. They're at a lesser ratio, much lesser um, in terms of – sorry, a lesser percentage. So when we did the program, I would say out of all the women, 5% were better on a higher carb diet. Hmm. The rest were better on a higher fat.
0: Sure, yep, because sure. yep. there's a lot more um... – apple shaped
1: women in the world apparently then <laughs> yeah exactly yes and so you would do that so i generally say always um with my clients and with a program i've got a plate 50% is your green leafy vegetables then you play around with the others to what suits you how you feel so you might do you might do something like 10% starchy carbs um it's like starchy vegetables and then you might do you play around with 25 to 30% protein or 25 and 30% fat you just play around with those ratios until you eat that meal and you feel energized you've got clarity you feel happy after that meal you feel satisfied not overly full not hungry not craving so you just need to play around with those ratios and until you get that one that really suits you
0: Mm. Yeah, and I like the key that you mentioned. The first thing is that half of your plate is vegetables. You know, I think that is missing in so many of our diets today. Is is that we don't get enough vegetables. So, um, so
1: true. Yeah, so so true. You can get away with having you know higher fat and and that kind of thing, but you have to have the vegetables. You you can't just have high meat, high fat diet. You've got to have those the the fiber, all the beautiful vitamins, the antioxidants that the vegetables are um, in the diet, especially especially women, especially for hormones and men as well. You know, the fiber helps to cleanse the bowel and and remove um, excessive estrogen in the body. So very important. So half the plate's a good way to go.
0: Mm Um as far as the exercise, exercise. regimen right um, mm-hmm. I, I would imagine that it plays a big role in um in weight loss so is there a specific you know type of weight loss or um fitness regimen that you recommend for people um
1: or does it depend on where they are in their journey it does depend, but the, here's the thing, and, and whenever people join the program or my clients who come to me with weight loss, they kind of freak out <laughs> because the first thing I say is what exercise you're doing, and they smile at me all proud, and they go, I go to the gym four times a week, and I then I run on Saturday morning, and then I do my bar class on Sunday, and oh, it's great, and then I go for a four-hour walk in the afternoon, yeah, all happy, and <laughs> and, I, and I go, right, stop that. <laughs> Just stop for the moment is that working for you are you losing weight and they go no right how long have you been doing that "Mm, you know six months and it's not working so if it's not working and you've got a problem with weight or a problem with your health and that's what you're doing then you just need to stop and reassess and I find if you start with um, incorporating what I call yin activity so we're looking at incidental walking so actually walking for the enjoyment not walking for to get fit not walking to get toned but walking just to enjoy the environment that's a great thing to do in a nice early morning walk yoga stretching swimming all of those nice yin activities just start incorporating those first then look at something that's a little bit strength training so maybe a little bit once a week some intense interval or some weights just incorporate that and then finally have a look at what you can do cardio wise so cardio you know one to two times a week um, but shorter cardio not long long cardio Um, you know you don't want to do an hour's run you're looking at 20 minutes is a good time to get the heart rate up Mm -hmm. um and it really depends on whether you've got any cortisol issues um what the hormones are doing whether it's you know whether you're testosterone or estrogen dominant as well but generally i say stop what you're doing and let's put some yin activities in first to bring your nervous system down and just tell your body that it's out of that fight or flight response and that's that works really well and they just feel, feel better straight away Hmm. so then how
0: long are they incorporating these yin activities before they can start back into their exercising four times a week and walking for four hours and a big routine that they have going on
1: okay so i mean basically they would not go back to that exact same routine if it's (laughs) if it's intense like that Mm -hmm. unless they're training for something in particular Mm -hmm. they need to get used to these stressed out busy intense women who are having health problems they're giving 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 working harder 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 to get to their goal but this hard intense work is just not suiting them just not suiting their um their endocrinology and it's not suiting their biochemical makeup so it's it's like reteaching them that actually less is more
0: mm.
1: um, so you would look at doing the yin activity as your primary and then you would introduce some you know heart you know some more physical strain more um something a bit more strenuous maybe twice a week but not the four times a week and with women you see cycle matters so you've got your menstrual cycle um you've got your luteal phase so after after um ovulation there's a little part there's a little time in your cycle where you're when you're more sensitive where your blood sugar is more likely to be put out so if you're a woman and you do intense exercise in the morning and you're insulin resistant or you've got that kind of that sensitivity, you're more likely to want to snack through the day. So it's really listening to your body and being in tune with what's going on and just making sure you're honoring that as well, especially if there's food or weight problems, which women do have, you know, craving or constantly going to the fridge for food, that kind of thing. So if that's an issue, too much intense exercise can actually spur that on. Mm, okay. That makes sense because, you
0: know, you're – you're. Um putting stress on the adrenals, which you don't need. Um. Exactly. Yes, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, great. Um, okay. So other than, you yeah. know, the yin activities, the yin activities. Um, and a little bit of strength
1: training, are there any other recommended forms of exercise that you have people do? Yes, yeah, so they do the, the yoga, the Pilates, those kind of things. And then um, the strength training in terms of, um, weights and an intense interval is, is actually really good. And then some kind of class as well. So you've, with women, it's good to do something in a, in a group together. So some kind of class like, um, like, you know, boxing or that kind of thing to get the heart rate up, but you're actually doing it with, with a group of people. So that's actually great to implement, you know, once a week. Sure. Okay, great. Preferably with a cute instructor. Exactly.
0: (laughs) exactly so okay so then we talked about the food and the exercise and and you mentioned earlier that hormones play a role as well so um so you had talked about uh, testosterone dominance and estrogen dominance um so how do we approach those two different types of women um differently i know you had touched on the nutrition piece is there anything else you'd like
1: to add yeah so um the the way that the way you would treat them is it's slightly differently and it's all to do with exercise and lifestyle and diet and then you could couple that with some supplements so you've got a few different pictures so you have um an estrogen dominant woman that tends to put weight on um you know it can be the hourglass so the hips the bum the thighs under the arms so you have that kind of that kind of woman sometimes in the lower stomach region as well so kind of below the belly button a bit further down can sometimes be estrogen. You know, you've got your ovarian area. So with these women, we would look at in diet, we would look at lots of the broccoli veg- vegetables, brassica vegetables, broccoli sprouts, making sure they're getting about 40 grams of fiber a day to actually cleanse the bowel. Um, and then we would actually look at doing a bowel cleansing routine because you want to you want to um, include fermented foods, you know, about 50 billion to 100 billion probiotics a day to help with the synthesis and the turnover of the estrogen in the gut and just make sure the right estrogen is being synthesized to the right estrogen and that you're not getting any any nasty buildups of anything. So definitely looking at the gut. Um, When the estrogen is higher, a woman can afford to do more intense exercise because that will actually help with the conversion so she can do more intense interval training. Um, With testosterone, you're looking... At women that are more upper body, shoulders, back, more sort of bigger, bigger in the upper body, um, these women actually tend to have problems with blood sugar or maybe cortisol issues. So these women, you you'll want to add in more relaxing activities, more things to help with oxytocin, um, more cut, more you know relaxing activities like massage walking yin activity not so much hardcore training because that can actually spur on more testosterone to be made um, in the diet as well sometimes women with high testosterone need a little less protein as well so you just you just want to look at that um, so those are the two main and then also there is a hormone called progesterone, which is another female sex hormone. And that's your kind of like your feel good hormone, your yummy hormone signs that that, that's kind of low. Is dry skin, maybe flaking lips. Maybe women get bloat, bloated out. They might get um, lots of water retention because progesterone is actually a natural diuretic. So women could get a lot of um, water retention. So we look at balancing that out in the diet, adding lots of kind of vitamin E and doing more kind of meditation. So making sure there's meditation in, in the in the in the morning or sometime in the day just to help with the hippocampus because normally we find once if the hippocampus has been stressed it will affect the pituitary which affects the production especially of progesterone because the thing about estrogen is estrogen can get synthesized in the body it doesn't get as affected as much by the pituitary function whereas progesterone is a lot more sensitive it's it's it's, it's it re, it relies on that pathway um, and it can't be synthesized as much in the body as, as estrogen. So it's much more common that women are low in progesterone. Low progesterone causes st- us to be stressed out, uh, anxious, you know, PMT, heavy, painful periods, um, lots of sore, swollen breasts, maybe even breast lumps. Um, so if they get all those symptoms coupled with weight problems, and we there's an indication that it might be pr- low progesterone, which can be harder f- to fix than the, than the high estrogen. Sure. So is it common? Well, we seek estrogen dominance often.
0: And sometimes it's because um, someone has too much estrogen, but also sometimes it's because they have too little progesterone. So um, it, you know, do you approach um, estrogen dominance in terms of um, what
1: is the reason for the dominance? And if so, how do you do that? So the best way to do that is through testing. So if you do the hormone saliva test, you can see exactly what's going on with progesterone, testosterone, E1, E2, and E3. And so once you know what the ratios are and the numbers, and you know the pathways in the body, you know, for instance, if you've got super high E1 and really low testosterone, you know that there's a conversion issue. You know that one pathway is being upregulated, one pathway is being downregulated, so you need to work on that pathway. Um, and so it's really tracing it back, looking at the numbers in the test test, and tracing it back to is it a stress issue? Because if progesterone is too low, it could be a stress issue as well. It could be a cortisol issue um, and, not, and, the, and not being able to produce enough so you you need to look at the test and trace it back if they're not getting the test done you can look at signs and symptoms and body signs some are more specific to high estrogen some are more specific to low progesterone so but you're absolutely right they do sort of get a little a little bit kind of muddled um but things like um you know water retention i said that specifically. It gets exacerbated by high estrogen, but it's specifically low, proge- low progesterone. Hmm. Um, things like endometriosis and cysts on the ovaries, larger cysts, not your PCOS, would be your high estrogen. So you can look at signs and symptoms, but the best way is to trace it back, trace all the hormones back and see what what's going on in the body. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Cause then you can have a more precise approach to your um to your diet and to um it, hormone therapy if, if needed, et cetera. Exactly. And and we didn't we haven't really touched on the thyroid, but what's what one of the the, the most amazing things that I'm seeing recently, and because I'm looking at so many tests, is just how involve the thyroid is with the estrogen levels and the progesterone levels as well so when you have low progesterone you normally see a low thyroid high estrogen which and so it's this this whole pattern of you know one hormone does affect all the others it's it's really fascinating and of course when your thyroid is low you, you you just can't you're not going to lose any weight no matter what you do so it's really you've got to get that metabolism up and that will you know help warm the thyroid up to 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 spare on a bit of weight loss sure well now that we're on the topic of the thyroid
0: you know (laughs) do you um for underactive thyroid and metabolism um you know are you uh, warming the thyroid through what we had talked about like
1: the exercise the um, the diet or are there other methods that you employ so definitely um the key is a diet so it's balancing the blood sugar and then that will take the strain off the thyroid um but definitely things in the diet like your iodine. So you want to have an iodine-rich diet like seaweed or add the iodine into the diet. Um, add selenium, so two Brazil nuts a day, or you could supplement. And then with zinc, you know, I've seen a lot of low zinc, and even if they have high zinc foods like oysters and things like that, I find that the levels can still be low in the body. So sometimes it's good to supplement a little bit to help the thyroid. Mm-hmm. Um so, that, so th- those are the minerals and, that really help the thyroid, but relaxing helps the thyroid. Most thyroid conditions you can trace back, just like blood sugar conditions or diabetes. If people have late-onset diabetes, it's, it's not only stress, not only diet, but you can find a stressful event. The same with thyroid. If someone's got Hashimoto's or thyroid conditions, trace it back and probably a time in their life where there was a lot going on as well. Um, so stress stress can really so it 's all yeah taking that pathway back to to um, just chilling them out and, and giving them tools and tricks to actually help calm the nervous system and help the hippocampus help the pituitary um, and that will that will help all the other glands as well sure yeah we're all we 're all like this our body is all interconnected, right? It's this big
0: system, a network of hormones that you know affect one another, um, but also the you know what we eat and our immune system affects our hormones. So it's just everything needs to play well together. Um, so we talked briefly earlier about you know um, fitness and how um, you have to alter your fitness in order to you know, increase weight loss. And part of it being it's because of its effect on the adrenal glands and how stress plays a role. You know, can you um, elaborate on the effect of cortisol and weight gain um, in people who are trying to to
1: lose weight, but it's, it's not just coming off as easily as I anticipated? Yeah, so Cortisol has a few different effects in the body, and like you say, because it's all completely interrelated, they're all interrelated. So you see a few different ways cortisol does affect the body. Um, the first way cortisol will affect the body with is obviously blood sugar. So cortisol regulates blood sugar. So any um, disruption with cortisol levels with with high stress, then you see that you see the weight go on. There, are, it's it's interesting because um, another. Another um, cortisol issue can actually be really, really low cortisol. And when people get really low cortisol, they get quite fatigued. And generally, we believe that low cortisol makes people underweight. But what I see is low cortisol affects women later in life, and it actually – Produces a weight that they just can't. It's kind of postmenopausal. they're postmenopausal. They have very low cortisol, and they just cannot shift the weight. So the body's the body's just not working. But blood sugar will affect the cortisol, and generally the sign is is putting weight on the tummy area. So weight will go on on the tummy, and that that's a sign of of cortisol. If it's not to do with blood sugar and it's more to do with stress, you might see the weight go actually just on the thighs. So these are women that have their bodies okay everywhere else, but they actually get thigh weight. And that can be an adrenal. That can be due to stress. And we're looking at what the stress does. Is it just... it just um, signals fat storage, and it also signals. You know, there's a lot of inflammation with cortisol, and we all know as soon as inflammation goes up, that inflammation can trigger trigger um, the weight gain as well. Mm-hmm. So that's 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 the main thing I see with cortisol. It's either triggered by the stress, or it's triggered actually by blood sugar fluctuations.
0: Sure. So, so then balancing blood sugars is a key to, um, to weight loss, right? And um, as far as the, um, you know, the whole balance, when, when weight loss occurs, then, you know, we're releasing the fat and oftentimes we're releasing toxins. So I guess maybe talk about how do toxins play a role in terms of gaining weight? And then how do we manage the
1: toxins when we're losing the weight? Oh, well, that, I mean, that's a good question, because that's one that this is where weight loss, detoxing and cleansing have to go together. And if if you try and lose a lot of weight without first identifying how the gut's functioning, how the liver is functioning, how the kidneys are functioning, you can get into a whole lot of problems. And that's where you get the symptoms, the detox symptoms, you know, foggy, cloudy head, skin condition, some people get hair loss bloating depression all of those horrible symptoms surrounding weight loss so um we have different types of toxins so our body can store certain types of toxins like heavy metals like i mentioned before actually in fat tissue so when you start releasing that your body will actually those toxins will go into the bowel and ideally you would excrete them out through the bowel but the issue we have today is a lot of people have um more of an acidic colon so the colon should be your more alkaline your small intestine and your stomach so your stomach's most acidic it goes down to your colon which should be more alkaline and what's actually occurring is with these kind of detox symptoms uh, people are losing the weight but the toxins themselves, the heavy metals or um, going into the bowel, going into the colon, are actually being reabsorbed. And that's where you get all these symptoms occurring. And that can just be a vicious cycle. So that's why um, you have to work on the digestion. You have to work on the, on the, on the digestive tract and get that bacteria, um, get, it, get the mucosal nice, get the bacteria nice, get um, a really good terrain in there so you can excrete um all of those toxins and the same goes for the liver as well so the liver has certain few different phases of detoxification if you're um depleted in a nutrient that helps with that detoxification process you're going to get the same thing and you'll have the toxins in the liver you get more of the the fat soluble um hormones and things like that being it being being detoxed so you might have a problem with too much estrogen for instance if the liver's is not functioning properly so, so that's what's happening in the body and that's why you need to cleanse but work on other areas at the same time when you when you do when you're on a fat loss program Sure. So then when you have your
0: people go through the program, um, you know, they're addressing their exercise, they're addressing their nutrition and, you know, you're maybe looking at their hormones from the blood work perspective or the saliva perspective. And then where do the detox, where does that come in? You know, is that when they start to um, release the weight or when they're plateauing, you know, when do you introduce um, like a detox regimen into the program?
1: So it goes from, so it's, it's, it will start in about the second so the first week is removing inflammatory foods and looking at what their hormones are doing and then from the first week they'll slowly introduce foods that assist with detoxing because those foods that assist with detoxing will also help to heal the gut and will also help with the liver so um, for instance you know just your simple foods really simple foods can help detoxification so your simple foods like lemon some really nice protein um, vitamin your B your green leafy vegetables your broccoli um, and then sea vegetables and chlorella all of those help with the detox and they're perfect at helping things excrete from the body and also healing the gut and and cleansing that way so we'll go into it in a gentle cleanse and that's why we don't do it's not a full-on um juice cleanse because a full-on juice cleanse doesn't deal with all those other aspects um the gut the liver it can actually put a strain on the body because you're not getting the nutrition you need to upregulate all the processes your body needs to detox and we shouldn't need to take We shouldn't really need to have to take all these super-duper pills and super-duper juices all the time to detox. Our body should have its own natural way of doing that. So given the right materials, the foods, the nutrients, we allow it to do that naturally in its own way. You know, changing the genetic way, changing how the body has taught itself, we're just just trying to manipulate that a little bit to, to help those pathways. Sure. I love it. You know, the program
0: is, is very well thought out and I like it's it's gentle, right? It's gentle so that people can go through the process and um and and feel good about it at the end with the results. Sure. So, so I, I exactly. I, yeah. <laughs> I know you've got a lot of um, projects that you're working on and one of which is a three day cleanse meal plan that you um, are offering to uh, our listeners. So can you share more about the meal plan and, you know, some projects that are in the works
1: that you're really excited about um, and then also how people can get a hold of you? Yeah, I mean, it's been this year has just been super, super busy I think we all I mean so much has been going on I mean and especially on it's been great on that um the podcasting um network I haven't I was going to have a podcast this year and that never came around but that's because I was doing other things so um I'm literally just finishing a book Mm. um I've got I've got to try and finish that it was meant to be out just at the end of this year but I'm not sure if um I'll have it out. So maybe January. Yes, it will be out by January. So it's a book on women. It's actually about women, women just using their femininity, using, using that to help with stress, to help with health. It's it's all about what we've talked about. It's about just a different way of looking at how women can be their best. Um, and and uh, that's what that's about. So it's kind of seven steps that, that they can use. Um, so that'll be coming out in Jan. I've got the Kickstart Cleanse. So that's a, f- a free three-day cleanse. That's on my website. Um, that's coming out. And then I'll be running the Breakthrough Program again. So it runs a few times. So will be running that again, the, the Weight Loss program in March and then hopefully we will also be doing a breakthrough retreat as well next year where we get everyone together a few people together and we kind of do a cool weekend so hopefully doing that not sure where but Fingers crossed. Yes, that sounds amazing. Count me in for that. Yeah, yeah, well, you're going to be traveling, so you never (laughs) know. It might be at the same time. Maybe we can hook up in Bali. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that would be fantastic. (laughs) That would be amazing. I would love that. I would go. Um, So that's that's kind of what what's happening so far. And I'm actually planning. And I advise everyone to do this now. I mean, this is a great time to plan 2016. Just plan what you want to do, what you want to get out of the year, your intention for the year, just so it doesn't get ahead of you because it it can. So that's So that's a great thing to do. So I'm planning at the moment um, and people can find me and they can find details of the kickstart cleanse. They can find details of breakthrough details of my book coming out on my website, which is um, www naomijudge.com and i also do a cool periscope once a week which is kind of a weight loss wednesdays q a um so i'm on at naomi judge they can just ask me whatever they want about um weight loss and i get some cool questions (laughs) last week i got is whiskey a food (laughs) um, which i had said it does contain gluten but uh, i'm not sure you could use it as a as an everyday food, but, um, so there's that. And then they can find me on Facebook, Naomi judge, naturopath, and also on Twitter at Naomi judge. So those are all the, all the places I can catch up with me. Awesome. I love that you're incorporating the Periscope
0: so people can get more of you and just, uh, you know, live you know, one-to-one live format, format.
1: Well, or semi one-to-one format it's actually really fun when I first did it I was freaked out um Mm -hmm. because you've got all these people that can ask live questions but now it's fun and you get your regulars on that have questions and that support you I mean it's it's fantastic I love it and I love that one-on-one interaction um you know it's different from Facebook different from Twitter it's just totally live um so that's that's why I love it and just those those supporters that come on each week, and um, ask questions and support me. I just, I just love them. It's fantastic. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks, Naomi, so much
0: for coming on and sharing your expertise. I know that was a lot of great information that just in time for the new year for people who want to implement um, and make a change for themselves. Um, it's a good, uh, a lot of good starter information. And then, if you want more information, definitely check out her breakthrough program because I know she helps a lot of women um, in that. So, um, thanks again,
1: and I'm sure we'll be in touch. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me and enjoy your trip. Oh yeah. <laughs> or oh, you may have come back by the time this airs. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then I'll we'll be preparing for a new trip. So it'll be perfect. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me on.
0: Well, you're welcome. And we'll chat again. Hey, so I hope you enjoyed the show. All the links and resources mentioned today are in the show notes at drann.com spelled A N H as in healthy. And while you're there, remember to hop on the food as medicine VIP email list and you'll get my free gift. It's the clean eating rules, and it's everything that I learned about nutrition when I was on my bodybuilding journey, which happens to be contrary to many of the things I learned in school. And it's really my number one guide from my experience for how to eat to lose weight, improve your biometrics, and get more energy. You'll also get all my favorite pearls from the show. And this show can be a bit technical at times with lots of details about what foods to eat, what foods to avoid, as well as what supplements to take and in what dosages, etc., So if you're anything like me, you're probably listening to this while driving, cooking, running some errands around the house, walking the dog, etc. And you really aren't in a position to be jotting down notes of all the great information that's shared by the guest. So I've taken all the notes for you, and by hopping on my email list, you'll get all the show pearls delivered right to your inbox so you can refer back to them at any time. Finally, as a VIP email subscriber, you'll get the occasional love letters from me, which are emails sharing some of my favorite recipes and products, upcoming events, new information that I've learned, and just other goodies. So go to DrAnne.com now and enter your name and email address. Did you like this episode? Then remember to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode and leave us a review. This will really help us with the iTunes rankings and help more people find the show. Remember to tell all your friends, because we need more people to hear the food as medicine message. We've got plenty of great guests coming up, so stay tuned. Thanks so much for stopping by, and until next time, remember to eat consciously, because the world needs a healthy and vibrant you.